0: Let's go. They said hold your role, yeah boy, this ain't your show. Stick to the mold, you gotta dumb down the flow. That's when they got bold and told me I should take it slow. I said I don't think so. This is the shit they waiting for. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Warrantine Podcast. This is Warren SL Burke, and this show is for my ladies, my fellas, and my non-binary brothers and sisters all alike. Uh and we're here to deep dive into all things dealing with you. You dealing with entertainment, you dealing with politics, and you just dealing with yourself. And right here on this episode, it's a very special one because we are on the precipice of possibly the most important election of our time. Well, Warren, why this election? Why is this one so important? Um, I don't know. It's just a small thing called COVID-19. Yes, and how it has affected the election process and who to choose, where to vote, X, Y, Z, and so much more, but... I wanted to get the perspective, not just anyone, I wanted to get the perspective of a surgeon. Warren, I can get a surgeon anywhere. No, 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 no. It's not just any surgeon. This surgeon is the first ever Surgeon General of California. Not just the first Surgeon General of California, but the first black Female Surgeon General of California. Yeah, a little history you didn't even know about. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, this amazing woman that I have coming on the warrant podcast today is going to break down how it has affected everyone, how it is playing a massive part in the future, how it is also a part of this political sphere in healthcare with you, and just all around how it is going to affect us moving forward in the next four years. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined with none other than Dr. Nadine Burke Harris. Sit back. Listen, learn, enjoy, and more than anything, once this is over, go vote, because it matters. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Warrantine podcast. Stay tuned. Warrantine is sponsored by Chicago French Press. Now, are you tired of adding loads of sugar and flavored creamers to your stale, bitter brews each morning? Well, I have found your solution. Freshly roasted organic coffee flavored with the natural ingredients, like coconut shavings, cocoa, and pecans. Ooh, Yummy. You can now brew gourmet coffee at home, like chocolate blueberry, coconut cream, and one of my fall favorites, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> yep, right now, warrantine listeners can receive 15% off your entire order with promo code Warrentine. that's W-A-R-R-E-N-T-I-N-E, on your next order, right now. That's right. You go to ChicagoFrenchPress.com, you are able to put in that warranty promo code. You'll get 15% off the entire order. Visit ChicagoFrenchPress.com to learn more. Guys, welcome back to the Warranty Podcast. Um, I'm just going to jump straight into it. I am joined with a, a woman who is the Surgeon General of California since 2019. She's the first person in fact appointed to that po- position. Uh, she's known for linking adverse childhood experiences and toxic stress with harmful effects to health later in life and is held as you know a pioneer in the treatment of toxic stress um, she's an advisor council member and was to the uh, to, is to the Hillary Clinton's Clinton Foundation um, so much more she's written incredible incredible uh, books one speaking of the deepest well killing the long-term effects of childhood Guys, she's not just a superhero, a superwoman pushing forward and really breaking every single possible ceiling that is being presented in front of her. But I get the luxury of calling her cousin. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Nadine Burke Harris. She's here.
1: Hello. (laughs) Thank you. That's quite an introduction. (laughs) Oh, well, you deserve it.
0: I mean, I... uh, I know I love you. I love you not just for what's on paper, but for the impact that you've had on my life uh, that's off paper. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just so happy that you're here with me. Wow. Wow. This is crazy. you I get to say that my cousin is the, first, is the first California Surgeon General. How does that, how do, how do you feel? How does that title feel on you?
1: Uh, it feels great. I love yeah. it. This is my dream job. So I'm happy to be doing it. And um, and it feels really special to be working for the Newsom administration. I think especially right now when we have some big issues that are happening in the world and the opportunity to be part of the solution, it feels good. Yes,
0: that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And I'm so glad you said that. In fact, this episode is coming out the day before, I guess, one of the most important elections of our time um, specifically with, you know, this small thing called, I don't know, a pandemic that we're a part of sprinkled in with uh, some racial injustice that we're still fighting to this day. Um, uh, what, wh- how important is this, this election um, from your own perspective? And how important is it for us to make sure that we go out and vote specifically, if not before, but on November 3rd, 2020?
1: Yeah, I think it's, this is critically important. I think that for so many uh Folks, our our leadership is uh you know, we see the way that it's impacting our lives in terms of uh the the, the leadership on the pandemic, in terms yes. of how we're responding to to all of the really powerful issues of the day. And yeah. I think however people feel about it, however people vote, the important thing is that people get out there and vote and exercise their voice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I wanna I'm going to deep dive here. You know, racial injustice is a very known thing that's been happening all across the country for for years and years and years. And I think there's been even an even more heightened look at it, seeing that, you know, we've been at home. We've been quarantined and still, you know, jobs have stopped, you know, clubs have stopped, people, things have shut down. You got to spend more time with spouses and family and those around you uh, during this time. But what seems to be at its consistent rate is the injustice Injustice against uh, African-Americans and minorities. So um, I want to talk about the specific situation that happened. Um, uh, Wallace, uh, uh, Mr. Wallace, uh, what his name? Walter Wallace Jr., Philadelphia, Wednesday night, holding a gun. He was just walking about in his life. Uh, when he wasn't just walking about. He had a knife and because he's dealing with a bipolar disorder. Very much was under doctor's care. Very much uh, known to have mental health issues, yet unfortunately died at the hands of of um of officers in the area after police were called um is there anything i mean I, there's some people who say that he should have been tased or some people that said there could have been a different way of of disarming uh, this man dealing with mental health but overall like what's the root of that like what is that, what needs to be done what what's like a different approach that needs to be applied for african americans for those types of communities where mental health is i think at an all-time, most aware at an all-time high. We definitely are looking at it. What, what are some new approaches, in your opinion, that we can really instill uh, for stuff to, to prevent that from happening, fatal yeah. shootings like
1: that? I, I mean, I think that we can see the situation was certainly a tragedy. And I it does call to light the importance of addressing mental health um, early and effectively. And, um, and it, because, you for many, and what what we see is that access to quality, effective mental health care, mm. especially for communities of color, can be a matter of life and death. Right? Is that when when these when these uh, symptoms, when these health concerns go and 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 are not able to be addressed effectively and in a timely way, yeah. right? In the lens of especially what is happening right now in our society. Right? Yeah. that 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 can cost someone their life and it and 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 it shouldn't have to
0: right 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 and that kind of goes to your book the deepest the deepest well uh I remember one of the main things I read the book I know you like what cause of war I read the book <laughs> yes I did nadine you're a freaking rock star I had to and literally one of the biggest <laughs> thing that I got from it was just like exactly what you spoke about how our our, our genetic code right has like Like flexibility built in uh, and will, uh, let me see here, will be expressed differently based on your environment. I think that was like, whoo! I never thought of it like that. Genuinely from where we came into this world is going to be as to how we deal with stress and uh, just our own mental health as a whole. Um, do, Do you feel as though that, you know, some people, regardless of, not necessarily not necessarily due to uh, race, but like just status as a whole, do you think that they have like certain advantages when it comes to uh, the, the type of health care, not just with physical, but like mental health as well?
1: Well, I mean, what we, I think what we see is differences in access. So, so first let me just back up to the science part of it, because yes. that is, I do have to say my favorite part. I think that, um, you know me, you've known me for a long time. You know that I'm yeah. a complete and total science geek. It's like science is my, oh my favorite God, thing. Yeah. yeah, and the only thing that I love more than science is using science to give people opportunity is to you mm. is using science to improve the health and well-being of our communities, right? That's what yeah. it's for. It's right. not. People don't publish this stuff so that it can sit in a journal and then, you know, collect dust and no one ever gets to see it. And I think this is something powerful that most of us aren't aware of, that our environments shape our biology.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That
1: is profound. Like, let's yes. meditate yes. on that for a second.
0: I'm meditating with you. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Right? With
1: it. So, So our environments shape our biology. And when we are... Surrounded by safe, stable, nurturing relationships and environments, when we have access to high quality care, you know, for our uh, physical and mental and spiritual health, like you know, all of the above, yeah, um, that that we're healthier Mm -hmm. and that we real
0: healing ensues.
1: That's exactly right. And so, one of the things that we, when we look at the legacy of racism and discrimination in our nation, it, it's, you know, we can go back and look at the real obvious stuff, the stuff that no one can, can, can deny. We can look at the stuff at the fact that hospitals in the United States were segregated until 1965 Mm -hmm. when, you know, the Medicare act said, Hey, if you have a, you can't, you can't get reimbursed by Medicare if you have a segregated hospital. That was like one of the most important instruments in in the civil rights movement that a lot of people don't recognize was that policy around how we pay for healthcare.
0: Right, okay, speak on it, yes. Right, because that,
1: you know, hospitals in the United States had to desegregate. But, uh, so that's the most obvious thing. When we look at things like, you know, the Tuskegee experiment, and we see the ways in which that our, you know, our own institutions, our own healthcare institutions have been part of uh, perpetrating really horrible and unethical situations uh, on communities of color, right? So so we have to recognize that and we have to own that. But we also have to own the ways in which, for example, Let's look at our transportation infrastructure. You know, when people say so-and-so's from, you know, the wrong side of the tracks or the other side of the track, like they're, they're literally describing a way in which communities are divided right, right? by infrastructure that has kept certain communities on one side with yeah. limited resources, limited access, limited services, Fact. and other communities on another side, where they have ample, you know, access and resources, and and that shapes that shapes our communities, that shapes our societies, but ultimately, it shapes our health, hmm. right? And this yeah. is something that we have the opportunity. Like when we recognize it, we have the opportunity to do something about it, and that is a powerful it. thing. That's right.
0: Well, here's a question for
1: you: How do we change it? Well, no, it, November third is a great opportunity. Okay. I, right? It was the alley in the oop Getting I mean, November getting 3rd. out there and and um I think voting is a really important piece of it. But um also recognizing that lifting up our voices. Listen, I when we acknowledge this is something that's really been kind of getting under my skin lately, so I feel like I'm just gonna take the opportunity <laughs> talk, to say talk, this now. Talk. Is no. that when we acknowledge the, the history and the impact of racism on our communities, on our societies, on our neighbors, on our colleagues, this is not ag- anything against any individual group. This is not mm. tearing anyone down. This is, this is we as an, an, I was raised that the honorable thing to do when you've done harm in the past is acknowledge it and make it right mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. that's that's how i was raised my husband you know he's my husband is a, i you know a white guy from northern california and that was something that we had in common when we met is that we were both raised in that same way to say mm-hmm. you know what you everyone makes I would say everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does does things that they're not proud of. Right? But when you right. do it and you recognize it and you have the opportunity to say, "You know what? This has been going on for such a long time and maybe I didn't realize it or maybe I didn't yeah. fully realize it, but now it's being made clear to me." Right? Mm-hmm. Then the honor you know, I feel like the honorable thing to do is say, "You know what? How do we go about making this right?" Right. And that is the opportunity that all of us have uh, to be a part of right now is, is righting these historic wrongs, which I think is, is something that can actually bring us together.
0: Wow. That's so powerful. That is so powerful. Oh my God. Well said, doctor. Well said. Jeez, uh, Louise. Yeah, yeah. It's acknowledging. It goes back to one of my favorite programs, Alcohol Anonymous. I've never been an alcoholic myself. i shade to anybody who has. But I think the first step is what? Acknowledgement. I have a problem. And I think if the entire country were to recognize that, oh, wait a second, we have a problem, it's the first step into uh, to coming over that hill of whatever that is, the solution. Well said, doctor. Doctor <laughs> This is so weird calling Dr. Burk-Harris. I'll be honest with you. It's so weird. You're great, you, though. you're great. You don't have to call me. Why I like you, it though. Why are you calling I'll, me, Doctor Bernstein? Like because you're a, you're a, I, the world needs to know. They're gonna put some respect on your name, okay? They go put. <laughs> listen, listen. Don't get me. Don't get me started. I really want to go ham. I really want to talk about like how I was rolling down Highland Avenue, <laughs> how I was just randomly looking to my left. What's the name of the watch company? What's the name of the watch company? Are you still uh, with them? Are they still? It, we don't it, have to talk about it if, if the endorsement is done. We ain't even it, it, don't, <laughs> don't even say it. There was a watch company that endorsed <laughs> that endorsed Nadine. And I was uh, like, I know damn well that is not Nadine. I'm like, yes, it is, bro. Am I tripping? So I, Am I tripping? So I remember. T- I will t- tell
1: you the story. It was it was Shinola. And and what what happened was, and I and I will say that um I am not endorsing them now in my role. I do not endorse any products or, you know, uh, companies. Gotcha. But 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 the way the story goes was that I was running my nonprofit before I came into the role of California Surgeon General.
0: Mm. And
1: um, it was after the 2016 election and, and this watch company, Shinola, they reached out to me from out of the blue. And they said, you know what, we want to f- highlight americans who are rolling up their sleeves to make Mm. this country better and they highlighted a really diverse uh group of of leaders and it was really powerful but it was kind of a trip to see my face on a billboard (laughs) yes it was it's not
0: it's absolutely not because you are you literally you have been a rock star all of my life uh we ain't gonna talk about your age at all but I remember you used to babysit me you used to babysit me summer times it was two specific summers you would come I remember it I remember you would come to Chicago
1: yeah
0: and while you were doing your residency I was in college you were in college okay You was in college and then I would I I was I was annoying I was an annoying child. You too. were. I, I was a very. It was. I really enraged you. I remember seeing the rage in your eyes as you were. I remember that. I was like, in, which is Spanish because I did not know how, and you were very fluent and still bilingual in. Um, but going ham on me. Um, wow! Shout out to you. So you've been just doing this at such but, a young age. Hey, can oh, we? Can talk, we talk, talk
1: about this for a second? Can we talk about yeah, this? Let's because let's talk about it. What you remember? Re- talk about this. Either, <laughs> what you remember? remember. Is Uh, me coming and staying those two summers with you and your family and babysitting you and you driving me crazy, all of which is true. What I remember from that is Mm -hmm. your parents inviting me out to come and stay the summer with them to go with both of them to clinic, right, Mm. to... To uh, engage, like they mentored me, they were they were teaching me about how to be a healthcare leader. So you know, your mom. Let's talk about rock stars, super Dr. rock Diana star,
0: Greenberg.
1: super rock star. She is there. We go, and yeah. um and your mom was such a big mentor for me. I mean, and your dad um as That's well. Super. But yeah. yeah, so so you. Both of your parents uh, really were very formative in my life. In in just sh- you know what they say, if you can see it, you can be it, right? So showing me what that was like, and really being those um, uh, the healthcare leaders that they are. And I have to say, it may be that I am like you know the their child who went into the healthcare. <laughs>
0: You are. You God are. Definitely, you definitely. <laughs> I did not. I, I got a youngest sister who's a pharmacist. One is a nurse. We have you literally killing the healthcare industry, literally owning it, and uh, I get to play one on television. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's. It's a wild, wild time, which is so crazy to even know because that they would take you in the clinics. One of the one of the larger things that how I knew that. You were like shifting into a different stratosphere when you opened the clinics yourself in California. That was such a huge prolific moment for the family, for the entire family. We were like, Nadine did what? <laughs> she 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 was she what? <laughs> she opened the what do you mean she opened these clinics? What what does that even mean? Like how do you open a clinic? I thought, you know, being around the privilege of having, you know, two physicians as parents. I was like, oh, they just appeared, or this is government-based, or you just it just happens but to know that from the ground up and to know that the seeds were my parents um or my mom you know and it, both of them both, sure. of
1: them both of them both of for them for sure yeah yeah but both for of for them. you
0: for you to get the image that a black woman is you know
1: Hustling and bustling and moving through uh, these
0: these individual facilities it means a lot it means I, a lot it I thing.
1: will tell you another, another story talk w- to me which Please. is that so gosh, I was in high school, I think, and this is how these experiences this is this is why it's so meaningful for me to come in and be in the role of California's first surgeon general because. I remember when I was in high school, your mom came out to San Francisco and visited us and she took me to a conference and it was a black woman in medicine conference. And mm. I walked into the ballroom and it literally was like a thousand black women in medicine. And I could, oh, like, wow. I had never even, like I knew from, I was itty bitty that I wanted to be a doctor, but I had never, I literally, it, it was like. I can't describe what it was like for me to see that room and how inspiring it was. And so that's something that I carry with me in my work every day when I go out and I'm I, I'm speaking in public or even now by Zoom, uh, you know, during the pandemic. TED
0: Talks, too, by the way. <laughs> Let it be known. TED Talks. Okay. Or, just, even,
1: or even or even. You know, when I go out and I'm speaking to nu- nuestra comunidad latina, y yo hablo español, es muy importante para mí, porque I want people to see a little bit of their culture, a little bit of something familiar to them, reflected. And I know how powerful it was for me as, yeah. as a 14-year-old, as a 19-year-old, as a 21-year-old, to, to see that and think, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. your parents did that for me. I hope that, oh, wow. you know, my me being in this role helps to do that for other folks. Oh, girl, you better go off.
0: <laughs> I put an alarm, a bomb right there. That's amazing. That's so tough. <laughs> Thank you. That is uh, so beautiful of you to say that. It just only speaks to how rich and magnificent your spirit is. Um, you know, I uh, when I talked to you a while back, to even ask you to do this, um, it was on I think the day that um, our beloved Kamala Harris announced that she is going to be running for vice president. And uh, when I got off the phone with you, a lot of things just start spiraling in my mind. I was like, wait a minute, Kamala Harris is a Libra. Who's like this black, got some black black woman Libra, who's congresswoman in california with a jamaican background and it's up to the vice president to choose who's the united states surgeon general (laughs) so i wonder who she would pick who i don't know is another libra who is a black woman? Who is also in California? Who is also has a background in Jamaica? First of all, sidebar: Why does it say you're a Canadian American? You were not Canadian. Why, yeah, what is that I was, about? I was
1: I was born in Canada. My dad did his postdoctorate work at University of British Columbia, and so that's why it says that. Because I, do, I slick
0: was mad. I was like, "Why? I do have, they, like, you better put Jamaica in there, okay? Go this
1: ahead, and a- you can go ahead and edit my Wikipedia page. I, I will. I absolutely
0: will. I was like, "This is this is false." She's, but like, yes, you were. That's it's. Cool. It's How actually you-
1: really funny to have a Wikipedia page and see all the things that other people write about you because <laughs> yeah. you're like, "Huh, that's interesting." Um, I did not know that I yeah.
0: was, yeah. No, that's hilarious. But um uh, going back, dude, I, I just want to let you know, uh, and I want this to be known for the public to hear. Bro, when you win, you, we're going to give grabs. When? when I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Nadine. 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 Yeah. I'm going to say it. You can do, di- I don't, when it happens, I just want to let you know, I'm coming to the White House with, with Jays on, with Jays a suit and 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 a beef patty in my hand, like it's gonna go down. We're gonna have oxtail. I'm gonna act as though you are the president. <laughs> uh, you are I, the president. I, <laughs> I am I don't i I swear I want you to say after what I have just gone through in these last four years, I dare you to I dare you to say anything to me. My cousin. Is the, uh, uh the surgeon general's like, sir, you can sit in the back light. Okay. Okay. So fine, first, so, so,
1: so first of all, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We're not going
0: to Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're yes. Right, you're
1: right. Let's you're not right, get right, ahead right. of ourselves. And always cut
0: that out just in case, but it's not, it's not, but yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's it. That's <laughs> yes. great. That's all you need to say. No yes. worries. You know, you mm-hmm. just
0: receive it girl. Cause, uh. Prophecy is real. You're real. You are the future. You are definitely.
1: a. You are that's hilarious. It's the truth. It's the truth. Am I lying? Okay. Come Nadine. All right. So listen, listen, because you got me on this podcast. Can okay. I, can I talk about something that's really important to me? Two things, Max, two Let's things that are really it. important yes. to me. Bring it. Yes. So, so, one thing you know, we started this conversation talking about um, talking about toxic stress and stressors and mm-hmm. and and uh, racism and discrimination, how that impacts our health, how our environments shape our biology, and um, and it's the the one thing that I'm really proud of that I just want to give a shout out to is that in California we have put that into practice, yeah. and that we have actually done this really first in the nation effort to train doctors on how to um, identify. So screen for what we call adverse childhood experiences, right? This is how, you know, these, these stressors, uh, these adversities in childhood that can, that can kind of, you know, get under our skin and change our health later on. So, right. so, so for the, for the first time ever, Uh, we have this statewide program where we're not only training doctors on how to do this and how to identify so that kids, you know, I, I was seeing so many kids who were being told, Oh, they've got ADHD. They, you know, you need to, to put them on Ritalin or stimulants or whatever it is. And for a lot of those kids when we, we really dove in and understood what was really going on with them, they were experiencing adversity or trauma. And that was actually affecting the way that their brains were working, right? It was affecting their ability to sit still and pay attention and do all of these things. And so helping doctors understand that, uh, you know, how, how adversity, how stress, how trauma affects our health and more importantly, what we can do about it. Right. We are the first state ever to uh, to launch a statewide program to train doctors, and more importantly, to pay them for their time for doing these screenings. Shout out to California. Shout out to California. Yeah. So oh. I just that I'm I'm very proud of. I'm very grateful for to for Governor Newsom for his his leadership and his support in doing this cuz it's pretty amazing. That is absolutely incredible.
0: Wow. And is there I, I, but I, and we love California so much for that. What is the notion that needs to happen in order for the rest of the states to pick up with that same with the
1: same initiative? Well, that's something that we're actually trying to help with. So, we're we're in the final stretches now. We're getting ready next month to release the California Surgeon General's report. So, you know, Surgeon General's report, right? Everybody's like, oh, they, you know, be, be, yeah. the big one that people remember is, you know, the U.S. Surgeon General's report on mm-hmm. smoking, right? That, Right, of course. That told us, hey, smoking's bad for you. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's not maybe, do it. Maybe you should stop, right, yeah. Well, but what that actually did was it, it actually us, allow, allowed us to align our policy because, again... It's one thing we can say hey smoking's bad for you. But if you just say that but you don't put in you don't put in place policies that make it easier to for example we had policies that eliminated smoking in bars and restaurants. You are too young to remember this but when I was a kid you could smoke on planes. There was a smoking section <laughs> yeah. on airplanes. And I just <laughs> want to think about that for a second. This is
0: Straight up Pan Am style, just like having a cig. I love it.
1: <laughs> this was before we really got down with, like understood secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. But, but all of these, pol- we put in policies into place that said, oh, you know what? You can't smoke on planes anymore. And you can't, you know, you can't smoke in restaurants. You can't smoke in bars. This was all stuff that was very controversial at the time.
0: Right. But, it,
1: but it was, these were policies that were rooted in the science. And that's what I'm excited about as we're getting to release California Surgeon General's uh, first Surgeon General's report on adverse childhood experiences and toxic stress, because it really lays out the science and it then gives folks the opportunity to follow through with the policies that will support health and well-being.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Ah, that is absolutely incredible. That is absolutely incredible. I love that. Oh man, I I actually just got chills. Now what's happening here is, it seems as though that report is going to, for figuratively speaking, we're about to tell you, this is how cold the water is. The water is quench thirsting. Uh, It will will quench your thirst. It will bring so much life into you. It will, it, it is exactly what is needed to change your life. However, it is up to the horse to drink that water. The question I do have for you is necessarily, what is, I guess, what do you you wish, not just from people, but people of color, that they would change for themselves to bring them into a better place of understanding these new initiatives?
1: I think that one of the things that I'm excited about uh, and it's one of the things I'm excited about as a black woman is that I think some of these notions that we feel like communities of color have held for a long time are starting to shift and fall away a little bit. So, you know, there, there used to be a stereotype like, Oh, black people don't do therapy, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. We, we don't do that stuff. And, and, You know, we just have to, we just have to, to, uh, we just endure. Pray about it. Right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Don't pray
0: about it. Take a nap. Uh
1: (laughs) Drink some water. Take a nap. Drink some water. Take a nap.
0: (laughs) Right. Then get up and go get some food. Yeah. That's
1: right. So we just persevere. And I think that is, I think that is changing, right? Like I notice when I watch Insecure, which is one of my favorite television shows. I don't know. Have you seen the show? Yes, I have. Oh, my goodness. Issa Rae, call me. Yes. Shout
0: out to Issa. Issa, you see her. her. She's ready.
1: (laughs) Right. So, So, but what I like when they in the in the last season, when they implemented Self-Care Sunday, And every Sunday we see Issa and Molly going out. They're going to do a workout. They're going to do, you know, meditate, whatever it is. Mm, I think that's really powerful. I think it shows the change in our culture. I think it shows the ways in which that communities of color can embrace wellness. And that those, you know, some of those ideas that you know, Molly's going to a therapist. I hope I don't mess it up for anyone who hasn't no, seen can't. the show. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um, you know, we are seeing these, these uh, images of, of communities of color really being able to recognize the toll that mm-hmm. um, uh, some of these experiences have and yeah. our potential for healing. And so just embracing that resilience and em- embracing these practices that can really make a difference, you know, our connection to our trusted relationships, our whether it's mental health care or getting that exercise or doing the mindfulness, all of these things I think are, think- are things that any one of us can do, but especially... W- we in our communities can support each other to do, which I think is important.
0: Heightening self-care. It's always been a, a, a great thing. Heightening those elements of self-care, that's beautiful. You practice self-care. Heavily, heavily, heavily. What, okay? is, what is your self-care regime? Girl, all right, I'll give, I'll give you, every day is a self-care. You know why? Because I've established a strong morning routine. Even before today, I make sure that when I wake up, I. Uh, Definitely, first thing, I'm scraping my tongue to get any residue from the night before. Um, Right after that, I go pour myself a nice cold glass of alkaline water, squinched with lemon, um, because we got to water our plants ourselves, which is myself first things first, I'm going to tackle one task, which is making up my bed. I make that bed up and it feels so good because I accomplished a task in the first Mm -hmm. five minutes of me being up. Uh, The water is working now. So now it's time to deplete myself. I go deplete myself in the bathroom. Right after that, we're hitting a solid 20 minute meditation, pure Mm. silence, because I got to get comfortable with the, uh, the chaos or the movie or whatever I'm essentially telling myself over time and time and again. And Right after that, I get on my knees because you know I'm I was raised by a Southern Baptist mother and I pray. I pray. I pray to God, the universe, Allah, Buddha, all those people come on in here and I'm like, yo, y'all, thank you so much for this experience. It lasts about two minutes. After that, I um I make sure I write down five things that I'm grateful for. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. Just merely it could be something ridiculous. I'm grateful for the fact that I get to have a podcast episode. I wrote this down today with Nadine. Seriously, wrote that I'm grateful for this podcast episode I get to do and After that, um, I read for 10 minutes. The book I'm reading right now is The Way of the Superior Man by uh, David Dita, D-E-I-D-A. And uh, I'm feeling pumped. I go, I have to, I like to, I call it visit suffering, which is working out. I go work out (laughs) at this place called Runyon Canyon nearby and I make sure that my body and my heart is pumping. And on the way back I stop off and get a cup of my favorite espresso from uh, this coffee shop nearby. And when I tell you after all that, that whole process takes no more than two, two and a half hours. I am that you not. I come at me, come, please. I invite you. I want you to try me today. I am protected. I've restored who I am as a. I know me to the fullest of a core. I have connected with source and and mm-hmm. moving forward with such intention, such intention that has allowed me just to, just not only be more productive, but be more empathetic with uh, with each and every person and experience in my life. So. Yeah, that's a that's so powerful. powerful.
1: That's a powerful way to start the day. So it, it sounds is good.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, Nadine, uh, I'll, I'll leave you off with this. You know, I think you are absolutely magnificent. I think you're so wonderful. Um, young Nadine is listening to this podcast. She's 18, 19. She's thinking about like healthcare, but she's like, why me? How how can I how can I open up clinics, still be an amazing mother, still be an amazing wife, still you know hold this strong title of the first California surgeon general how I, who's to say me what 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 would you say to that to that young nadine um Burke? at the time oh shout, shout out to my <laughs> boy arno but like at the time <laughs> young nadine yeah
1: you no know, what i tell people is just follow your joy follow your joy because that is the i feel like that's something that i've seen in you it's certainly been very very true of my life which is that you can you can tell I get energy out of uh, science and medicine. I get so much joy out of translating that into helping people be healthier. This is it's this it's never been uh, for me. Everything that I do is an expression of my soul. It's an expression of yeah. who I am, down to the, the deepest uh, core, and um, and that's a joy. Whether it's whether it's medicine, whether it's music, whether it's it's art, or um, you know, technology. Whatever it is, as long as it's following your joy and it's something that nourishes you and replenishes you, I think that's that's the thing. Beautifully
0: said. Beautifully said. I am so grateful to have been joined with my amazing, cool cousin Dem from Jamaica. You know, you know what I talk about? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already picked up her her book, The (laughs) Deepest Well, Healing the Long-Term Effects of Childhood, I'm joined with someone I love, Dr. Nadine Burke Harris. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been literally, literally one of the best times.
1: Oh, what a joy. Thank you for inviting me. It's so fun (laughs) to
0: see you. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much, everybody.